Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome to this month's episode of Engineering Greatness, an original podcast series produced by the American Concrete Institute. I'm Erica Mingbala, the chairperson of the Council of Student Leaders of ACI Philippines, and with me today is a fellow student slash student leader and a good friend of mine. Let's welcome Allison. Uh, hello. Uh, it's really a great, great pleasure to be part of the episode 10 of Engineering Greatness podcast. Actually, uh, me and Kai, we never really expected to be part of this podcast. And uh, previously, previously, we've seen the guests to be young professionals. And we aren't really young professionals ourselves, but I think we're going there. Uh, since we are uh, graduating college this year, and we're on the way to being ACI young professionals. Yeah, so at this point, we'd like to thank ACI for inviting us here and being the first Asian and Filipinos to do the podcast for ACI. And I think what also makes this podcast a more special one, as you said, Ali, we're both undergraduate students transitioning to becoming young professionals. And we know that this podcast series, as the tagline says, it was created for young professionals by young professionals. And we also saw from the past episodes that we had a glimpse of like diverse paths of of, of this young professionals, their overwhelming accomplishments, and their plans for the years to come. So being here as an undergraduate student, it is like a manifestation of our near future. So for this episode, we'll be sharing with you our academic, leadership, and career experiences, our accomplishments, well, that's so far, and some unsolicited advice that we can give to our fellow students. So if you're a student slash student leader and you're here with us, just keep on listening. All right. I'm so excited for to have this conversation with you, Ali. We've known each other for over a year now, and that's because of ACI. Thanks, ACI. So despite the late-night Discord hangouts we had before, I'm pretty sure that there are a lot more things that we still don't know about each other. So I got an idea. How about we act like we're two strangers who just bump into each other? So, girl, how about you introduce yourself? Uh, okay, so I'm good day, everyone, and to our listeners, I am Jade Alison Pelayo, and I am a graduating student from the Technological University of the Philippines, and my major is on structural engineering. So it's really a great, great pleasure to be here today, and thank you, ACI, for inviting us. Yeah, so yeah, hi, Ali, and everyone. So it's so nice to meet you all. I'm Erica. People call me Kyle. That's K A Y. K-A-Y, but, you know, some people call me K. Yeah, I'm 22, and I'm born and raised here in the Philippines, and I'm currently in my senior year taking Bachelor of Science in Civil Engineering with a specialization in Construction Engineering and Management in Ateneo de Nag University. And, hey, you know what? Um, It's already my last semester before I finally graduate. Yay. <laughs> and tomorrow is our official start for our class but you know i think this will be released on april so like months old have already passed so speaking of like usually when we go back to school i know a lot of filipino students can relate to this a part of getting to know each other are these questions that we usually ask and two of this are like who and like what inspired you to study your course or specifically for us civil engineering and second is how and why did you choose the university like PUP Manila so Ali tell us your story you know actually civil engineering was really a lifelong dream uh, unlike those my classmates or like schoolmates 
it was really a product of one proud moment during our junior high school where we were tasked to make a plan or create a floor plan for a massive shopping center. It was actually under my advanced mathematics class and it was tasked just to teach us measurements and making sure that we are measuring things correctly. So uh, I really had fun do doing that together with my groupmates. And actually my groupmates and my professors were really proud of that shopping center that I did. And then I realized that maybe maybe designing is for me. So, and actually, I thought I was really, really good at mathematics during my junior high school. So wow. from that moment, I really invested into uh, getting into civil engineering. I really studied uh, so much during that year since I initially planned to take accountancy, but then engineering became a spur of a moment dream. And you know, what more is uh, more perfect than having your uh, dream course in your dream university. And actually, my dream university is the TUP Manila, where I am right now. And then uh, it's really hard to get into TUP Manila since uh, they have really high standards. And I am from the province, and my school wasn't really focused on engineering. But then I took the exam, I passed, and, you know, I'm here right now, and I'm currently on my last year, and I hope I'm making uh, TUP Manila proud. So that's it. That's my story. And then it's a really a dream course and dream school combo. So it's really uh, burning the passion in me to be an engineer and to make my favorite and my dream school proud. So how about you, Kai? How come you're a civil engineering and Ateneo Denanya? I really want to oh, know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, as for me, I think short but, you know, typical answer, it's it's a childhood dream. <laughs> yeah, I know that's very ideal, but, like, growing up, I've been, I've been eyeing to, like, someday, hey, I want to wear that hard hat. Like, I also want to wear, like, safety shoes, holding floor plan, like, like staring at my whole own house that I built. Like, I know something, that's something they can also picture out, too. So, if you're listening and you can relate to that, so comment down below. <laughs> so, you know, back in preschool, I also really want to become a nurse. Like like you, you want to become uh, like an accountant. But for me, I want to be a nurse. And I think my dream to become an engineer started when I was in elementary. Like I suddenly had this fascination with big houses. Maybe that's also because of like um my family lives in a humble abode. And like, but throughout the years that some will change and if you ask me now I actually don't want to build towering buildings skyscrapers whatnot like reason evolved when I started to think bigger than myself and that's very much inclined now to my advocacy and sustainability and I think I'll be discussing a bit about that later but you know and I think we're just starting but I kind of becoming so serious <laughs> yeah I don't want to like more listeners and want to keep this conversation laid back as much as possible. So um, you asked or I asked <laughs> why I am here in the university. So specifically why I chose Ateneo. So for a bit of spice, let's add a bit of controversy to this conversation. You know, in the Philippines, when you hear Ateneo, Ali, what's your impression in Areneo? <laughs> what's your impression? Yeah. Famous school here in Manila. The main Ateneo main. So yeah, Ateneo. Uh, I have a school and then uh, it's 
students there are really uh, having high class lifestyle and they're really really amazing people to be with they have really wide yeah vision. yeah that's one of the typical answer when you like when you ask people hey that's hey that's Atene you know what's your passion like so like if I'm being brutally honest I chose this university because of like basically because of its name it's reputable it's influential and i think you know it's also a common notion that being a graduate of ateneo here in the philippines that's that's your edge like i mean we know that um the big four universities in the philippines um that includes ateneo but you know ateneo de manila but still with even though that i'm here in ateneo de naga that still cares the name of ateneo because i i don't think that um there's supposed to be someone who told me that HR don't don't really care about like whatever campus that you're in but as long as you're in Ateneo but well I, I really want to debunk that like that's a myth I think yeah so don't fret because school alone is not the make or break factor for your like opportunities that can that awaits you in the future so yeah and also I think um um, uh, for the longest time, I held onto that quote unquote popularity reason, but now I appreciate Ateneo for its like holistic approach and a set of values that Ateneo still instills in its students. For example, I think you also know that notice these um the old but gold matches like becoming and doing more of yourself, and you know although there are still lots of points to improve in Ateneo. For example, it's system like special the collective teaching facilities, etc. So yeah, I think it's here also in Ateneo that I felt or experienced my first love hate relationship with research. God, yeah. <laughs> so would you like? Yeah, but you know, I I think I would like to hear like a few stories about you also, like on your research experience first. Actually, uh, TUP is really known to be to have good mentors in research since uh, most of our professors, especially most of the civil engineering professors, have their studies published uh, in international journals. And to be specific, our uh, tenure professor, Dr. Bakay, uh, he is one of the de developers of using the BIM model here in the Philippines and it's really something that I I've always looked up to knowing that he's really approachable to students and he converses regularly with us especially that I'm uh, somewhat somewhat a member of the TP Civil Engineering Society who always have close relationships with the faculty and yeah so a few exhibits of our great mentors in the university is that uh, we, we recently won the Skills Olympics which was awarded oh, last year. Yeah, I heard. You're the champion, right? <laughs> yeah. Junior students, and they're really good, and they really have great mentors. And we were really, actually, I, I personally was not, was expecting their win, knowing how much effort they put into that competition. We would always go to the university, and we would see them assembling their models, calculating their design. But it's really Something that fuels the passion in you to be an engineer, knowing that uh, these students they never they have never really reached reached the top yet. They're they're not graduating. They're just sophomores, I guess. And then they're striving to put the university's name into the pedestal by winning and by doing their very best. So 
yeah, aside also from that, uh, I was also part of a team that made it to the semi-finals of the National Civil Engineering Quiz Bowl held by the UP, UP Diliman University, Portugal. Yeah. yeah. And aside from us, we were team B, I guess, and the, uh, the team A, consisting of the same students who, is, who won the Skills Olympics. They were, I think, second place or first place consecutively for the NSES. And it's really something that uh, amazes you to know that uh, even though we don't really have that much amazing facilities compared to other universities, we really excel through our knowledge and through the guidance that the professors uh, gives us. But actually, uh, ano, uh, I'm really focusing right now in geotechnical engineering, which is really far from what influenced me, like I said earlier, what influenced me to become a civil engineer was the design, the structural and the design yeah. factors. But as time went on, when I first had my subject, which is the geotechnical engineering, focuses mainly on soil, foundation, and other things involving what's under the building itself. I was really fascinated. I really wanted to venture. I really wanted to venture into that field, and I really wanted to learn. And right now, actually, I'm currently taking my thesis since I'm a graduating student. And our thesis focuses mainly on the big one, uh, induced liquefaction uh, in essential buildings here in Metro Manila. So uh, as of now, I am not really focusing on what ignited the fire in me to be a civil engineer. And also, I'm not really focusing on the concrete industry itself, but I will forever be uh, fascinated with how much uh, thought is put into every design and innovation that goes into the uh, concrete field. Since really, I'm really amazed by, uh, let's say, the designs in the FRC, the one ATI Philippines posted recently. It's really an amazing, an amazing event that showcased the knowledge of everyone. And also, I've been reading the journals provided for free by concrete.org at uh, it's really something to look forward to, knowing that uh, individuals are working into making this world a more sustainable world for all of us. So that's it. So, you know, uh, I really fought hard also to take geotechnical engineering as my uh, on-the-job training specialization. Since uh, geotechnical engineering isn't really uh, famous here in the Philippines. Most companies taking uh, trainees focus mainly on structural design, construction. But then I hopefully found one that really aligned with what I wanted to pursue in the future. And it's really heartwarming knowing that I was accepted in the company that nurtures young engineers like us to be more responsible and more aware of the engineering field. Actually, Kai, you know, in my company that I had my train, training in, they would give us a project of our own and we would really take responsibility. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a new it's a new experience for me since most stories coming from our seniors would say that, that during training, they would only be taught to do this, to do that. We, they would be guided. But in our company, we were given specific project. So it's really an amazing experience because, you know, they treated us like employees. We were responsible for all, all our work, but also they were guiding us. So, Ah uh, yeah, actually, Kai, I was taking my training, on the job training, almost uh, at the same time as you. So and then I saw in your post, I think 
that you were training under a structural design and design and construction. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious. So, would you kindly tell me about it, about your experience? How what? Yeah. So, yeah, I think here in the Philippines, that's also that's also true that um most companies accept uh like students for internship and give them like structural or construction related activities or projects. So you're you're so lucky that you found a company that who gave you that geotechnical um specialty experiences. So yeah, as for me, um um it's not really internship like because in the Philippines when you say internship you, you have to be paid. Yeah. So technically technically I don't have any internship experience experiences yet but training yes my first work immersion was in department of public works and highways and DPWH that's what that was in um senior high school that and I was a STEM student and that's only like more or less 2 weeks though like and then last year that's when like when you saw my my IG stories, those posts that uh, that I had before. So like July 2022, I had my 240R on the job training in the um institutional planning and development office of CBSUA Pilika Marini Sur Pili Campus here in, in Kamsur. So shout out to Team IPDO. Yeah, I miss you guys. <laughs> so from the name of the office itself, you know very well it is more aligned in the field of structural and construction engineering, right? Because, you know, but it was kind of a regret for me because pre-pandemic, the trainees were deployed in Manila. So I think um, I really dreamed of like to have my training there in Manila. But, you know, COVID happened, COVID trans- uh, restrictions, and uh, we were assigned instead to the project sites of our university instructors who became, well, basically, they were our supervisors. Um. Yeah, in this training, we had our teams where we were assigned to different projects as well. And we have we have this unique projects that were assigned to um to everyone, but ours were like a circular building because we had we have this team. And um for this circular building, yeah, that's very like that's a first time because in in our university, what we what we were like designing were like rectangular like regular shape like but for this we were given like a circular building so we're kind of shocked so and we did a couple of analysis on its structural integrity and we also did its cost estimate and then along with a bunch with a bunch of site visits i really enjoyed that experience as the pandemic cost us you know it's also true to to all of the students since it cost us like a wide gap for like the knowledge that we were supposed to have and especially for engineering students since our field requires us a lot of hands-on activities and it's basically performance-based but you know I think also that the whole experience itself in in the training it was also a big deciding factor for me for what I chose as a specialization for my final years and undergraduate student. For like for your information here in the Philippines, or I think it's in our curriculum. Um in your fourth year, so since CE here in the Philippines is four years, um, in your fourth year, you have to choose a specialization. Like 
if you want geotechnical structural construction, then I chose CEM, Construction Engineering and Management. I felt like my skills, knowledge, character were more fitting for CEM. Yeah, I think you also feel that, Ali. <laughs> So yeah, I'm basically, so I'm here. But yeah, as an undergraduate student, we really don't have to figure it all out. And it's okay to feel that you're not yet on the right track or whatever you choose, whether it's structural, CEM, geotech, water, or any other fields of CE, it's a long and hard learning experience. I myself, I've been like exploring. Although I'm, I'm in CEM, my research now is in the field of water resources. Yeah, and I'm enjoying it. But, you know, like speaking of um, research, I think it's also worthy to share my experiences on research. Like, um, you know what? Um, I've mentioned that I had this love-hate relationship on research here in Ateneo. Because uh, I'd like to share, when my first research was, I think, back in senior high school when I chose STEM strand. I was in my 12th grade. It was like an experimental experience, identity crisis, I guess. I don't know why I studied mangroves. Yeah, mangroves. <laughs> it wasn't a, I think for mangroves, we had this um assessment, like species, species composition of mangrove forests. And we were supposed to research anything related to our future college course, which is, spoiler alert, engineering. You know, but somehow I detoured to a different field, which is biology. It was a funny identity crisis. <laughs> yeah, and then ACI arrived in our university in 2020. I'll talk more about the student chapter later on, but fast forward to 2021, my team joined the virtual eco-concrete competition. The objective of the competition was basically to develop and or innovate like concrete mix. Then, um... Like the competition is itself has to be um the teams have to have like the lowest possible environmental impact. I think you know that um Ali since well you're part of ACI while maintaining. Yeah, while maintaining oh. or improving the durability of durability performance. Also, the challenge the challenge was to use local resources of eco-friendly materials, right? So let me just, you know, alien talk for a minute. <laughs> My team was able to get a result of an average potential environmental impact reduction, that's PEIR, of 23.8%. That's actually high compared to the other teams. And our design mix could potentially... um double the service life of 23.7 and if uh, if you want to learn more about it you may actually watch our video on youtube just search eco concrete competition aci 2021 knkr2 that's our team name knkr2 yeah that that gave us a third spot against 13 competing teams from different countries it was indeed a proud moment from the philippines i know and it is worthwhile experience for students like us seeking experience in the study of concrete amidst pandemic yeah i think i've been blubbering about myself related of lady like a lot <laughs> ali this is not my talk show okay <laughs> yeah so anyway um 
since I've I've mentioned a while ago that some students really don't know how to choose what specialization um should they be taking. But you know, there are a lot more ways to explore your interests and it's also a way to enjoy college and this and at the same time learn about your future profession. So Alan, I know this very well. <laughs> you know, you know, you know what? You know what I'm talking about, Ali. So please don't pretend. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this friend of mine is a BSc student majoring in student organizations. <laughs> Ali, I'm so sorry. I dropped that. Yeah, Ali, come on. Share with, share with us your organizations. Actually, I was mainly focusing on ACI and our success, UP Civil Engineering Society, last year. Uh, but then, you know, when duty calls, duty calls. So, this yeah. year, when I from ACI, I completely stepped down from ACI to give way to our new officers to serve. Since uh, being part of ACI, especially CSL, we pioneered CSL. We really built it from scratch. It was, it was really a satisfying experience knowing that you built an outstanding organization with great people all from scratch. So it's, it was really a proud moment for me. And I can say I've peaked during our building the ACI PCSL. So right now, when when I, let's say, graduated from CSL and SUPSES, I joined several organizations. Actually, I chose this organization by how much I wanted to impact the people in, the, in said organization. So now I am part of the Junior Philippine Institute of Civil Engineers, which is the national organization, national student organization under PICE, which is also the, the National Organization of the Philippines for Civil Engineers. And currently, I am the Vice President Internal representing TUP. And, you know, our term has, has just started and we're striving to do, do the best, do better, and always uh, stand up to the standards set by the previous year. Actually, during our pre-recording talk, uh, Kai and I uh, talked about inviting each other to events. Since imagine how much power and how much knowledge you can gain from two of the most outstanding organizations in the Philippines collaborating yeah. into events that would really be beneficial for our students, right? So yeah, I, agree. I think that's my goal for this year with my organization. I really wanted to work well with the CSL since knowing how amazing Kai is doing a good job together with her team to make CSL something that I never thought I, I would see. Since uh, when we started CSL, we were really uh, in the dark when deciding. It was our first year. It was actually Kai's first year serving in the National Division of ACI and she really did well as co-chair co to our chairman. And I think I really learned so much from her since I was working as a non-academic <laughs> during that time. Thanks, Ali. Really humbling knowing that I got to work with someone like her with so much vision. And I really admired her love for sustainability. It was something that most millennials today do not really focus on. And I really love that since Back in my senior high school, I was member of a 
uh, organiz- of an organization that focuses mainly on promoting sustainable sustainability and awareness in the youth. And I thought that era of mine was over when I moved to Manila. I'm from the from the province. Uh, since Manila life is tedious for someone who wants to practice sustainability. And then I realized life doesn't end within the borders of Manila. And then that's when I met Kai with her love for sustainability. And that's when I realized, oh, it's not only limited to a certain demographic of people to love sustainability and do engineering. Actually, engineering yeah. is re- engineering. sustainability engineering is really famous in our field right now. Most yeah. engineers focus on that. And I think I think I will really do great in sustainability engineering. No, knowing how much you love that that field, knowing how much you, how good you are in leading a team. So I think yeah. you can really support sustainability. Actually, Kai, just a little side comment on your sharing earlier about Echo Compete. Uh, I was the one who proofread that uh, article. Uh, you were on the headline, UNKNKR2. We're on the headline of our newsletter, right, in CSL. Yeah. And well, I was just, it was really, whoa. It, it was a whoa moment because, oh my God, these people, they were really new to ACI and they really made us proud. And that was a, that will forever be a moment etched in my mind that I got to work with these people. I learned from these people and it was something that I will treasure. So, you know, our listeners from co-chair, Kai was promoted recently to being chairman of CSL. And she has really, yeah. really been doing some great work with CSL. She's improving, so. our, she's improving our lineup. Since recently, uh, until recently, our lineup was like a co- common uh, composition of organizations like the typical non-academic and academic section head. And Kai here planned with her team to make it more specified, specific, to focus, to have teams focus on specific parts of the organization and to work to to work together, to collaborate, to be a better organization. So Kai, I would like you to discuss with that with me uh how 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 did you manage to make ACI this great? Even on your second year as member of ACI and CSL's second year as the Council of Student Leaders under ACI National. Yeah, uh, just a quick like background on how I how it got here. Well, in twenty twenty, we had this like student chapter in Ateneo. That's twenty twenty. Then twenty twenty one, I was elected as a president, and that same year, I was elected. I was appointed by the Board of Trustees of the ACI Philippines as the co-chair of the Council of Student Leaders. Then that was like, oh my God, that's what's so fast. <laughs> but, you know, I think what made the weight of responsibilities I had to fulfill a lot easier to carry was the presence and guidance of ACI Philippines and ACI, of course. I really appreciate their efforts to like support Philippine student chapters in whatever possible ways they can. One thing I also like about what they were doing was them creating a community for student leaders, like the Council of Student Leaders. 
um just a quick background also the council of student leaders um was formerly known as the federation of student leaders that's where i met ali and it's so cool that we got to meet no we got to meet and know the different um student chapter presidents from 20 plus student chapters in the philippines so yeah you asked how like how how does it feel to 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 be given that big responsibility and how like i applied the changes that i'm doing now so yeah first it was really an honor to be appointed as a co-chair now promoted as the chairperson of the council and it really boosted my confidence and like to serve the community in a national level and i think um i i actually got to talk to to a couple of like student chapter presidents from the Philippines. It's also like from Bangladesh, Iraq, Egypt. Yeah. Last year I made this chat group with them. We, were, we had this very random thought of what if we build an alliance among student leaders across the globe? Yeah, that's so cool, right? To to be able to connect to different student chapter presidents of ACI. Yeah, it basically has the same mission of CSL, but you know. Unfortunately, we were kind of busy last year. So, but that's one of the um the goals this year. It's one of my that's by the way, one one of those that I want to be to tick in my bucket list this year to to pursue that passion project. And now, since I'm serving as the chairperson, I made a couple of changes and revision in the bylaws to make sure that we play by the book of ACI, of ACI Philippines, and restructuring the council so that we have specific working committees assigned to do this, to do that. And yeah, it was, I think, to make the long story short, it was the experience, the whole experience itself. When I was the co-chair, I knew there were lots of some points to improve, which and that starts with properly establishing our true mission and vision. And that is to strengthen the bond of the 20 plus student chapters and to expand the reach of ACI here in the Philippines. And I'm also happy to report that um I think we have like 10 interested universities now to like to, to establish their own student chapters in the Philippines. And I think that has something to do with your philosophy and your leadership like for the community that you're building or that you'll you've already built and yeah i think if you want to be as like an effective leader you have to learn at least a little about everything it also applies it also applies not just to student leaders but our industry leaders what do i mean by that like speaking from my meaningful growth in student leadership over the past decade it was an investment of time resources learn and improve the skills that i have that i have acquired having the thought that there are people surrounding me that maybe they they either look up or look from afar i knew i needed to inspire them and to like um um give give them what they expect from me and at the same time by acknowledging that leadership demands me to learn the bits and bobs of the community it is when i started to know at least a little about everything so for me to make sense for example i'm overseeing now like 14 diverse working committees and csl and we have 70 and counting presidents and junior officers that I work with. These committees have specific projects or events being organized. And um, it is undeniable that it would be difficult or impossible to meet the expected deliverables if I myself was monitoring 
it has no idea about it, right? So did you know that I had to learn the basics of layout and design and developing a website? Yeah, I had to do that because I need to know, I need to know what I'm expecting. Like, yeah, it really takes experience and a long but smart learning process. In short, for to be an effective student leader, I think you have to be teachable. How about you, Ali? Just, you know, a, a few words uh, for our student lead leaders who are listening. What are your, like, philosophies before we end? Actually, uh, first, I would like to agree with what you said, that you had to learn the basics of web designing and layouting. Yeah, uh, basically I everything, I think. <laughs> yeah. I would hear from co-officers co that... You're you're basically you're basically one man team. Actually, I'm not yeah. focusing on one team. I just believe that to be really an effective leader, effective student leader, you need to learn the basics of everything that you're delegating to your people. So right yeah. now, one field that I haven't ventured into is multimedia, the video editing and stuff. I really can't get a grasp of that thing. But aside from those, I know the basics. Like I do layout. I do captioning, I do narrative reports, and it's really uh, a humbling experience. Everything, every time I'm learning something new, because I would realize that, oh, this is how hard the job can be when things get hectic. And it was something that made me realize uh, that I need to do something to delegate, to make my officers or my co-officers know that I understand them. And I think this is where I would like to share my leadership philosophy. Actually, I've discussed this leadership philosophy twice. The first one was during the session for elections in my national organization right now. And the other one was when I was invited to be a speaker in our student chapter. I was really shocked when they invited me and really overwhelmed with the support and the people who listened. So, I would like to share my leadership philosophy. It starts with a question. How do you ace student leadership? So my lead, my leadership uh, philosophy falls under the uh, A, A, C, and E. So first one is accountability. I, I really practice accountability in wherever organization I'm at. So uh, my co-officers and the members would know that uh, I know how to take accountability for each decision, each mistake, each success of the organization. I really practice accountability with all my co-officers. Next is the communication and coaching. An organization would really thrive if there is communication and coaching between the officers. You nurture the values of officers. You make them excel in the fields that they believe are the best in. And this tandems with the last one, E, empowerment. In any organization that I'm a part of, I make sure to empower people, empower my co-officers to know that whatever skill they have, they should not be ashamed or insecure of that skill, even though it's small, even though it's just uh, editing small pubs, making videos, using PowerPoint. It's really an amazing job. Not everyone knows how to do that. And it's really something one. Yeah, I remember seeing a tweet saying, I really fear people editing videos in PowerPoint. And it's really something that struck me because uh, 
as you've seen during uh, during my term as Cruz's president, all videos and pre-programmed slideshows were created using PowerPoint by our multimedia team. And it's really something that you wouldn't think that it's made in PowerPoint. So I think that is a product of empowering the greatness. Let's just insert the title. The greatness in each and every individual that we work with. So for me, that is how uh, I have aced student leadership so far. So that's it. Hello, Ali. I really admire you. And I want to learn more about what you've been, what you've discussed. So, but, you know, sad to say, we're now at the end of our conversation. So I guess I just have to trust you and, you know, ask more, <laughs> more about it. But, you know, we hope that our listeners, our viewers have learned a thing or two from us. And I think so <laughs> that you learned, especially from Ali. Yeah, but before we say goodbye, I would like to leave a question to ponder for student leaders or our leaders in the industry right now. With all these things that you that we have shared with you, if you will be given a chance to reestablish CSL, the Council of Student Leaders, from scratch, would you do it again? Comment down below if you do. Yeah, Ali. Yes, and that's it for the episode 10 of Engineering Greatness. Thank you for joining us today and thank you to everyone for listening to our podcast. Join us every month as ACI brings together pairs of young professionals in the concrete industry to engage in intimate conversations about their life, work, and for us, our school organization. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And for more information about the American Concrete Institute, you may visit us online at concrete.org. And we'll see you next time. Thank you very much, everyone.